Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin. And it's so good you're here today, Chelsea, because I know that you love Australian celebrities and media personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I've had a crash course in niche Australian celebrities this morning. Yeah, Chelsea's from New Zealand. I feel like maybe you should explain that. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm from New Zealand. I know who Carl Stefanovic is because me and him had a close personal relationship. No, that sounds terrible. Wow. I'm I like, just... wait a second, is that the lead for today? <laughs> just in lockdowns, I would watch the Today Show every morning as like a you know quick way to get across the news. So I feel like Carl and I are mates. We're not. He doesn't know who I am, but like I really like him. All right, well, that's you controversial. Need, to you say. need to put your bias aside for today because, of course, we are going to unpack the fight that everyone is talking about—the Bogan event of the year between cricket legend. That's how everyone's describing him. So I said that I obviously don't know about cricket. Michael Clark, and of course, your best friend and Today Show host, Carl Stefanovic. So we're going to get into what led to the fight, the conspiracy theories around it, because there are a few popping up, and also what the fallout is going to be. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. So today, the co-chairs of this year's Met Gala were announced. So these are the four celebrities, usually about four of them, who each year help to curate the guest list and assist in just the overall organisation of the event. So this year's co-chairs are Dua Lipa, Penelope Cruz, Roger Federer and Michaela Cole. So it's an all-European lineup, which is interesting, but also in line with the previously announced theme honouring German fashion designer and former creative director of Chanel, Karl Lagerfeld. So the theme is Karl Lagerfeld, a line of beauty. They're always very ambiguous. Like, yeah. what does that actually mean? Who knows? Only Anna Wintour knows. Exactly. That was announced in October and was instantly sort of considered controversial because Lagerfeld, who died in 2019, had a long documented history of fat phobic and racist quotes, for example. I do hope that someone turns up dressed as Chopin, <laughs> his cat. <laughs> yes. I think that's Katie what I Perry, think. you're up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, she'd be a great Chopin. So the Met Gala takes place, as always, on the first Monday in May, which this year is May 1st. So Gwen Stefani is back in the headlines today, thanks to an item that was posted on Dumois. So if anyone's gone across the controversy that happened a few weeks ago, we were on our summer holidays, which was very sad because I wanted to talk about it, but we can get into it now. She's allegedly been banned by all of the Condé Nest outlets. So like Vogue, for example, and Allure so and Teen many. Vogue. So many, so many, many about 25 ones. titles. The last kind of big power players left in the magazine world. She's apparently been banned because of how her PR team handled 
called an interview that was released in early January. So the post on Dumois, which obviously is not you know completely mm-hmm. true, but what makes me think it's true is that no one's come out and said that this is you know released a statement to say it's not true, and a lot of outlets are resharing it or people in the industry have liked and reshared it. So the post says Gwen Stefani is fully banned from Condé Nast outlets after the Allure article and the way her team handled it. This means no covers, no positive interviews, no reviews of her products, no glossy Vanity Fair couple write-ups about her and Blake Shelton, who's her husband, at least not for the time being. She made her bed and now she has to lay in it alone without the Harajuku girls oh to give her a personality. God. <laughs> so Ooh, if you didn't read the Allure cover, this is what happened. So Gwen Stefani has a new makeup line out. She's been interviewed for that and things went off the rails because of a few comments she said. So the article itself was titled Gwen Stefani. I said, my God, I'm Japanese. I'm not laughing at her. She's just so like, who would say such a thing? So interestingly, the article was written by Jessa Marie Keller, who is a Filipino-American journalist and also a senior editor at Allure. So the article starts off by saying 14 years after the debut of Harajuka Lovers, so that was Gwen Stefani's <gasps> fragrance collection. Do you need to say something? I Chelsea? have one. Wow. I have one. You're at part home. of the problem. It smells like coconut. It's delicious. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Sorry to everyone out there <laughs> for Chelsea for that revelation. The writer goes on to say <laughs> that she asked Gwen about the praise, the backlash, and the lessons she's learned with her new beauty venture. So she didn't go in trying to trap her or anything like that, but she goes into the piece saying growing up in America as a Filipino-American, there was so little representation Mm -hmm. of Asian women in media, particularly in the beauty space. And she herself, maybe you're okay because Jessa herself says that she begged her mum to buy this perfume because there was just nothing out there that she saw herself in. Mm -hmm. But now she's kind of in this standing as a senior editor and writer. She wanted to give Gwen Stefani the chance to kind of say, yeah, that was wrong. I understand that now and kind of start fresh with this new beauty launch. Instead, she says, what she said stunned us. So she says, as an adult, I was able to travel to Harajuku to see them myself. So she's talking about the Harajuku girls. So Harajuku is an area. Have you been there? Yes, I have. How amazing is it? Like the fashion, it's an area in Tokyo and Japan which is really known for fashion and culture and and street style. And there's a whole lot more history that was just very top line around it. So she said she went there and she said, my God, I'm Japanese and I don't know it. And the journalist says, these words seem to hang in the air between us. Then she continued, I am, you know, if we're going to criticize me for being a fan of something beautiful and sharing that, then I just think that doesn't feel right. I think it was a beautiful time of creativity, a time of the ping pong match between Harajuku culture and American culture. And then she goes on to say, it should be okay to be inspired by other cultures, but we're not allowed, then it's dividing people, right? So what happened next, and Jessa, the writer, has included this in the article, she was saying to herself, surely she doesn't mean this literally or she didn't know what she was saying. So even after that whole interview, Mm. she's still giving Gwen Stefani the benefit of the doubt that she didn't realise how troubling her words were and that she didn't realise that the way she commodified Japanese culture was wrong in the past. And then she said a representative from Stefani reached out the next day indicating that the writer had misunderstood what Stefani was trying to say. And then Alua said they later asked Gwen Stefani's team for an on-the-record comment or clarification of these remarks. So they kept giving her opportunities saying, Mm. before it went into print, are you sure you want to say this? Are you sure this was what you meant? Are you sure you don't want to sit down with us again and rephrase what you're saying? Which, can I say, is more than most outlets 
would have offered her. Like most of the people, like, you know, this is going to go viral. And they kept giving her the opportunity to fix it up. Mm -hmm. And they said that her team declined to provide a statement or participate in a follow-up interview. And obviously this has blown out in the weeks since then. And we don't know if these headlines about her being banned from all these magazines are right, but it feels like there'll be some sort of a fallout, even if it's just people not buying the makeup line. For sure. I think Allure would have, you know, like you said, they gave them such a benefit of the doubt and they went above and beyond most people. Lots of other publications would have seen that quote, seen the dollar signs and the clicks in their eyes and just like hit publish. What this all says to me is that the PR team perhaps or, you know, her representatives were also not really aware of how incredibly tone deaf that these quotes are because they are given Gwen Stefani's history with that sort of love angel music baby era and all the Harajuku girls that would follow her around and she didn't let them speak and they were just kind of like human props yeah it all reads terribly regardless of that but with that added hindsight is just very very icky which is really indicative of who is perhaps in her team and also just the Hollywood bubble right of just a complete lack of diversity and different ideas within that realm Just imagine you are Gwen's PR and the next day and you're reading this and you're seeing the online like just absolute hoopla going on. I think they probably got a little angry and they had no right to get angry because they had had write a reply many times given the story. But I just imagine that they went back to a little very angry and that's how we found ourselves in this situation. Yeah, exactly. Especially when you're trying to sell makeup, it's not a good place to be. Well, we'll link the full Allure piece in our show notes because Jessa is an excellent writer and it's worth reading her thoughts and the full piece. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Okay, it's the biggest story in Australia today about an altercation it's being reported as between former Aussie cricketer Michael Clark, his partner Jade Yarbrough and today show co-host Carl Stefanovic. Look, this is a hot mess of a story. I say this with complete love and affection. It's so bloody Australian. <laughs> I know, it's so embarrassing how Australian, it's like Australian fan fiction come to life. Yes, I saw someone say it's like if an AI bot wrote a Daily Mail Australian yeah. headline, <laughs> which is pretty much on the money. So just to lay out the timeline a little bit for everyone. So on Wednesday evening, the Daily Telegraph obtained video footage of the trio as well as Stefanovic's wife and Jade's sister Jasmine and their friend who is being called celebrity accountant, what a job, Anthony Bell. And they are fighting in a park in Noosa. So it happened about 9.30 on January 10th in a public park. There were a lot of people around. You can actually hear them in the video being like, guys, can you take this elsewhere? And like, there's children. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, like the kids like, what is happening? (laughs) Think of the children. So the entire thing kicked off allegedly after Jade revealed that she had been in contact with PE Nation founder Pip Edwards, who is Clark's ex-girlfriend. They dated sort of around 2020, 2021. Really well-known fashion designer, socialite, big following, yeah. So Jade alleged that Edwards and Clark had seen each other in December. So in the video, I'm laughing because it's just ridiculous. Clark is 
he's limping. No idea why. He's also shirtless. Yeah. And it feels like they were just at dinner and they walked into yeah. the park. I don't understand at what point his shirt came off. Again, so many unanswered questions about this altercation. That's another thing that I keep coming back to. Like, they live in a very different world to us because they go to a fancy restaurant and get so presumably drunk that they're now shirtless in a park. Anyway, so yes, he is limping, he is shirtless, and Jade can be heard yelling before slapping him in the face after he claims he did not cheat on her. So that's sort of what the argument is about. Jasmine steps in, Carl steps in, the whole thing is a mess. And look, I have a transcript here. This is Michael Clark to Carl Stefanovic. Carlos, I can tell you now, don't you walk away. (laughs) Carl steps in and Jasmine's like, don't talk to him like you're a shitbag and then he goes to Jade go hit me hit me do it again you're wrong you're wrong oh am I wrong you her on December 17th you her you're a dog I'm going to show her every message you ever I feel like I'm there it's a lot guys yeah and then he's like it's I mean there's so much in it but it sounds like Michael's saying like yeah she can hit me but you can't Carlos you come back here and then Jade's trying to pull her sister away and obviously we're not laughing at Jade and Jasmine especially Jade because this sounds like a pretty horrible horrible situation like you know she's obviously very upset to be reacting like that in public so solidarity with her but the fighting between the two men it's the Carlos for me I know it really gets me Carlos that's what I'm gonna call him from now on. Also, bear in mind, this is a very public park. It's just wild. Imagine just sitting there 9.30 at night, kind of, you know, the sun's just gone down, you've had a lovely picnic or something, and then you just see a shirtless Michael Clark <laughs> and Carl Stefanovic fighting. You'd be like, what in the Australian weird bullshit is this? Yeah, and especially because that's such a populated area. I mean, after Byron Bay, Noosa's mm. kind of the other yeah. celeb hotspot in Australia, which is so weird to say because our celeb hotspots are few and far <laughs> between. I saw a few people saying, Noosa is back. Like, this will put it on the map over Byron Bay. So that all happened. We don't know what happened next, but we're assuming they kind of like separated. They walked off into the night, into the Noosa night, maybe into the ocean. We don't know what happened. <laughs> Michael already had his shirt off, so that was great. Today, Michael has put out a statement because there's not really a lot of way to spin this when you have mm. the full video and the full audio of this going down. It's clearly them. So Michael released a statement and said, I accept full responsibility for this altercation and I am shattered by my actions. And he also went on to say that the women involved were not part of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was not nothing to do with them. Like he's really gone hard on saying it was my fault. No one else involved. I'm so ashamed. So that happened. Good PR move. We'll get into that in a second. But what's interesting is that Pip Edwards is the only other person involved in this mess who's released a statement because I'm sure you're watching your best friend Carl this morning on the Today, on the Today <laughs> I Show. I actually wasn't. No. Missed it because you were too busy writing about this. Yeah. He didn't say anything about it on the show this morning, even though it's the top headline across Australia. So Pip Edwards has released a statement and she said, this is not my circus, which might have been the place to leave yeah, it if you wanted so to stay out of it. However, she then pulled herself <laughs> fully back in because she said, yet again, Michael in his true nature has not taken responsibility for his actions and I was blatantly lied to. I mean, what a mess. I'm interested in, one, the PR moves because, like you said, Michael Clark just fully took responsibility. I think that's the right way to go. People are now saying, like, this is the end of his career. I don't know what his career actually is now. No offence. He's not playing cricket anymore. He's not playing cricket anymore. So 
I'm sorry, oh, like I don't know what he's person. doing. I'm sure he does like other sports stuff, you know, Probably. endorsement spokesperson, all that sort of stuff. One of the conspiracy theories that's popped up that I wanted to mention, which I kind of don't believe, but it's been sort of shared around everywhere, mm. that it was a PR stunt and they were saying it was orchestrated by Anthony Bell, who apparently what? allegedly, <laughs> according to some rogue comments that we're not really putting a lot of weight behind, is not just a celebrity accountant but also a PR mastermind because what they're saying is he's come up with this idea for Clark and Stefanovic, as they've been called in the media, to have this big public fight so that people will tune more into the Today Show to watch Carl in case he addresses it to up the Today Show ratings. It's a nine ratings issue. Which is a terrible plan, (laughs) can I just say. First of all, Carl Stefanovic has been through the ringer publicly Mm. many times and it was his marriage to Jasmine leaving his wife that's kind of thought to be like there was a lot of bad PR Mm. around that he left the Today Show that obviously brought him back I don't think being embroiled in a public fight with Michael Clark is going to solidify him as the TV golden boy larrikin that he needs to get back into being that in order to get the ratings. There's too much collateral damage I think for a PR stunt although this does make Carl come across pretty well and I know I'm saying that with rose-tinted glasses because I have a weird like affection for Carl Stefanovic. No, you're don't right. Hate he me. does but come across well. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's on the right side. If it sounds like he's just story, trying to calm the situation down, yeah, yeah, yeah. protect his sister-in-law. He's also got come, his shirt on. He's got his shirt on, so he's already a winner. <laughs> I don't know if Michael Clark would be willing to tank his entire public persona as someone who's had a lot of messy headlines around his personal life a lot. It was, you know, his relationship with Lara Bingle and their engagement, and then not so much when he split with his wife, Kylie. He's been in the media a lot for mm. kind of salacious stuff over the years that has not helped him at all like people want to think of him as a true blue cricket legend so I don't know why he would tank unless they tricked him into it but then you've got the fallout from Jade like it seems a lot just to get a few extra ratings for the Today Show definitely and I don't think it's actually gonna really touch either of them in any way yeah I really just think Michael Clark represents the peak of privilege Not just in Australia, kind of worldwide. He's like this golden sports star who is, you know, a straight white dude in media, I presume. I'm pretty sure he's got a media job, right? At least commentating. It's just not going to touch him. It's going to be water for ducks back. Oh, 100%. Because the people who would be upset about this, and again, rightly so, being like, you know, cheating on his girlfriend potentially yes. or treating her badly, being involved in an altercation, that wouldn't be the target market of people that he's appealing to mm. through his work and through his fame. It would be a kind of really blokey Aussie guy that are probably like, oh, good on you, mate. That bitch yeah, is crazy yeah, exactly. kind of thing. And then Carl Stefanovic has had way bigger scandals than this. <laughs> so all the talk today about any kind of fallout around their careers, this is going to go down in history as just like a funny Aussie moment that people... <laughs> People put an end of year roundup. It's not going to touch either of them professionally. Oh, I'm already excited for our end of year roundup. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, write it down. We're definitely going to forget this. (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to The Spill today. If you've loved listening today, become part of the community that makes you feel seen, heard and understood like never before. Subscribe to Mamma Mia. There's a link in our show notes. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Jam Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye. Bye. Bye.